are we ready as you chomp, chomp, chomp? I'm ready. Okay. Balls, a supernatural podcast with Lizzie and Missy. Hi, Liz. Hey, Miss. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Just running around doing things and stuff and things. Just being all busy-like? Yeah, nothing says busy like I'm working and I'm eating my dinner while we do the podcast because I got out of work late and then I had to go pick up stuff for a cosplay because I have a photo shoot tomorrow and my cosplay is not done. You're just and I picked up shift. I picked up a shift tomorrow morning too before oh. the shift. <laughs> so I really don't have time to do anything. So yeah. Uh, so you're super busy and I'm just sitting here like I went to a baby shower today. That's all I did. But I know you can't see me, but I put makeup on today and I look fabulous. I'm sure you look beautiful. <laughs> You look beautiful without makeup. It's just accentuating your natural beauty. You are so sweet. That's why I keep her around. Some would say I'm slick. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw or not, but I did um, I did a poll mm-hmm. on Twitter and on Instagram stories uh, just about if our friends wanted to see more of our, our beautiful faces. Uh-oh. Um, it, was, it was split. <laughs> oh, good. You know, that's how I feel every morning. Do I want to see my face? 50% yes, 50% no. Exactly. Uh, the people on Instagram want to see us. It was 100% yes, we want to see your beautiful faces. And I put the, the d- two different, you know how they do the two different, like, yes or no. One was your smiling faces and one was stick to the pod bitches. Uh, so Instagram loves us. They want they want to see more of us. Uh, but Twitter was 67% stick to the pod bitches and uh, 33% smiling faces. Now, granted, only three people voted. So <laughs> it's not like, you know. So faces on Instagram and podcast on Twitter. Exactly. We're going to have to split. All right. We'll do it for you guys because that's what you guys want. Exactly. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it hurt a little bit at first when I said. You I picked saw, the phrasing. I know, but I was like, oh, man, people really don't want to see us. <laughs> I'd be nervous. It's going to break the aesthetic of knowing what we actually look like. I know. Maybe like we just like, don't mm, want to voice, know. That voice does not fit your face. Exactly. They, the, the people on Twitter want to keep the mystery, apparently. They won't be showing up to the Hunter Happy Hour, I guess. I'll do that for you guys. I'll keep the mystery alive. I'll hide <laughs> my face. I posted that one day on Instagram, and I used my, my Memoji for my iPhone. So you couldn't see me. It was just a, a character face. So that was still mysterious. I wonder if that's – because that, I feel like that creates more mystery. Extra mystery. Because then you're like, oh, my God, does her Memoji really look like her? Or are they lying? Yeah. Like our bitmojis, do our bitmojis really look like this? Us? Twitter will never know, apparently, because... I mean, I try to keep up with it, but there was definitely a time where my bitmoji still had red hair, and I had long since gone blonde again. I am so obsessed with my bitmoji and my memoji that whenever I have a curly hair day, because my hair is super curly and I straighten it all the time, if I have a curly hair day, I will go in and change my bitmoji just in case I have to send one, so it's accurate. I even one time like changed my clothes on my Bitmoji every day, just so it was up to up to date. No, like I I make something and that's how it stays. I'm horrible but, at that. But as we st- as we in the beginning, you have a bunch of shit to do. I sit here and have time to fuck with my Bitmoji, you know. Like, <laughs> but speaking of Hunter Happy Hour, that will yes. be this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. on Instagram Live because Instagram wants to see our faces. And it also was the easiest to use. And it actually worked. Yeah, because Twitter Live is just stupid. Who made that shit? People who don't want to see both of our faces. That's true. (laughs) Man. It's fine. Twitter didn't want to see us anyway, so. Exactly. A few Twitter in the A. I I have an alcoholic beverage. Do you have an alcoholic beverage? If you don't, you should get one. No, I definitely have a beer to go with my green beans and potatoes and beet loaf. It'll be a long night. Well, you have mashup, you have meatloaf and green beans. Mm-hmm. Made it last night. Having leftovers right now. I'm jealous. Fighting we... off dogs. <laughs> we have like no food in the house. And I was like, I'll do an, an Instacart thing. And then I never got around to it. So that'll happen tomorrow. Did that mean you Instaparted with food? I did. But yeah, so Hunter Happy Hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, so uh, the cocktail recipe is on Twitter and Instagram. They're both posted uh, if you go on Instagram, I think it's in uh, the actual post, and then it's saved under the announcement section. Uh, Twitter, it's actually pinned to our page. And uh, Liz made the heat of the moment cocktail. Because yes. the next episode, not today, the next episode we're going to talk about that comes out after 
the hunter happy hour is mystery spot. Yes, and I wanted to give you guys something a little spicy, something fiery for your Valentine's Day, so you can make it for your Valentine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But what's the episode we're talking about today? We are talking about Season 3, Episode 10, Dream a Little Dream of Me. And this aired February 7th, 2008, and takes place in... Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania! Exactly! Although I think it's really funny because it's like University of Westmoreland. I'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing, but we'll, we'll get into that. Well, because when they originally started, when I watched this episode, when they originally started talking about Pittsburgh, I was like, oh, wait. And then they said the university, and I was like, so the University of Pittsburgh? Not, yeah, no. And then all of a sudden I saw the little wall decor, and I was like, University of Westmoreland? What? Not, not a thing. Okay, was excited, but now I'm confused. I like the fact that, like, they're in our hometown, and nothing is our hometown. Meanwhile, they're in the middle of fucking Michigan, and boom, there's my childhood town. Exactly. <laughs> How does that happen? I'm so confused. But okay, Supernatural, I'll go with you on this one. But there wasn't even, like, a shot of the city. No. Like, they couldn't have found some, like, Overhead, like, through the of... tunnels. Exactly. Just some B footage of, like, a building. You know, like, the steel building. That's the tallest building in Pittsburgh. And there's nothing. And in my mind, I was like, what hospital would Bobby be in? <laughs> like, is he at West Penn? Or St. Margaret's? Like, where... Where's I'm sitting there going, okay, so where's that hotel? Is it downtown Pittsburgh? Or like, did he come to Pittsburgh oh. and now he's in Westmoreland and they're basically on the outskirts. They're not actually in Pittsburgh. So then it's Westmoreland PA, not Pittsburgh PA. But now I'm confused. Please clarify. Like, what? where is this aviary motel with this bird motif? Is it on the north side? Is it by is the, the aviary? aviary? Who knew? <laughs> it's a, the best kept secrets of Pittsburgh, the aviary motel. Where was Rick Seaback on that? Oh, shit. Yeah, where was he? Uh, do you want me to get into my, my synopsis? Yes, please. Tell me what Dream a Little Dream of Me is about. Dreamy Little Pittsburgh. As Sam confronts Dean about his lack of concern over his own fate, he is interrupted by a call from a hospital in Pittsburgh explaining that Bobby has mysteriously fallen into a coma. Trapped within a nightmare, Bobby is hiding from a mysterious woman in his home. The brothers search Bobby's motel room and find a newspaper article about a doctor who suffered a sleep-related death. Dean tracks down Jeremy, a young man who was part of a secret sleep study conducted by the doctor. Unable to dream after being brutally hit in the head with a baseball bat by his father, Jeremy reveals that the experiment allowed him to dream by drinking a yellow tea, but the dream scared him so much that he dropped out of the study. Sam later explains that a plant known as African dream root allows a person to enter and manipulate others' dreams. Which, by the way, is freaky. Like, someone just come into your shit. I don't like that one bit. Dreamwalking. Just straight up dreamwalking. I just, I just don't like that thought. Uh, he believes someone killed the doctor in this manner and is now targeting Bobby. Acquiring the dream root from Bella, Sam and Dean rescue Bobby from his demonically possessed wife whom he was forced to kill years earlier. Sam is attacked by Jeremy in the dream, but they all awaken when Bobby takes control. Sam and Dean later use the dream route to confront Jeremy, but become separated. Dean first sees Lisa declaring her love for him and is then faced by a demonic version of himself that comments on his feelings of worthlessness. The dream Dean taunts the real Dean, saying that he cannot escape from his fate and reminds him that the exposure to hell will transform him into a demon. As Dean begins to fight his doppelganger, Sam finds Jeremy and summons a dream version of Jeremy's father. After terrified Jeremy is distracted and Sam kills him with a baseball bat, the brothers awaken from their dream only to find that Bella has stolen the colt from them. As the brothers prepare to leave to hunt her down, Dean admits that he does not want to die. That was heart-wrenching. I know. I mean, it was kind of heart-wrenching because I can't... So, last episode, obviously, Ruby and Dean had a little heart-to-heart. -heart and yeah. Dean kind of had his first real glimpse into what he was about getting himself into. Mm -hmm. And Sam didn't obviously know. So, Dean was starting to already have this realization. And, like, seeing that when when Sam was talking about it originally in the car. Yeah. And seeing Dean's facial expressions, I was just like, Ooh, oh, God, it hurts. It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. Poor guy. Hurts so bad. Uh, I thought that Sam's sex dream was funny. <laughs> I thought uh, post-Sam's post sex dream was funny. I was just like, going to say that. Like, when he couldn't stand up. And, like, when she... Oh, and I was just, like, sitting there going, CW, you're a little, like, okay. I, I know. know. Like, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what he's doing. He's hiding his little, uh-uh, because mm -hmm. he had a dream. Yeah, he's like, uh, give me a minute. And then he starts, like, pushing his crotch. 
And then I laughed and I'm stretching it out. Like, come on, we know what's happening. We I was know. also, I was laughing so hard in that juxtaposition of real life of here's what happened to the dream, but here's what's going on. Like when she goes to take off her jacket and Sam just kind of like careens over. Yeah. He's like staring at her like, oh my God, is this, is this happening? Is she really going to be wearing like that, whatever she was wearing, that slip or whatever. And then his face when nothing happens. And then at yeah. the end, after he finally kind of like cools himself down and Bella already leaves and he's like, oh, bye, bye Bella. Yeah. <laughs> like an awkward... And I love that Dean's kind of just like, what, what just happened? Yeah. He's like, what is wrong with you? Like, Sam is acting like an awkward teenage boy who got caught. I noticed that uh, Dean had a sweet flip phone in this episode. I think I actually had that phone at one he point. Did. He did have a very sweet flip phone. Fl- very yeah. sweet Swift phone. Is it a frith of frother Casa Erotica is mentioned again. I know. I was like, oh, you're just foreboding. Okay. I thought the hotel was like, meh, in this. Uh... I did that. I thought it was really sad when Dean first sees, uh, oh my God, you just said her name and I forget. And I Lisa. Lisa. I'm like, Lori. Um, you know that girl. You know Ben's mom? Ben's yeah. mom. See, Ben's I know mom. Ben. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, Ben's mom. Ben's mom. You yeah, see Ben's her. dad and you see and Ben's then, mom. Yeah, and they're having a cute little picnic. I like the fact that Lisa at one point, she's like, we have an hour before Ben's practice is done. Yeah, and I like how like, Dean's all into it and then he sees like Sam coming over and he's like I've never had this dream before <laughs> also that's really a t- I mean I we obviously don't know what transpires once he sits down for the picnic uh but that's pretty tame for Dean to have that kind of a dream yeah like a like a lovey dream yeah Not- and I also find it weird that as we go on and we go into weird dream sequences that that kind of turns into a thing yeah of like what they see as normalcy with in a relationship yeah and also you'd think that later on once jeremy comes in and he thinks he's got sam on the ropes and he's gonna kill him in his own dream freddy krueger style you'd think that he would have realized that sam also took the african dream route because he's in there thinking that he's that sam just fell asleep all willy-nilly until sam just like flips it on its head looks at him and goes you're in my dream now bitch daddy issues oh yeah i did find it weird though that you had to drink their hair like, I guess you had to have some part of them, and I guess that's better than other things you could think of. But when he, put, he pulled out Bobby's hair, it was like, you have to mix it in and drink it. So here's, okay, this is where it gets kind of confusing. Because obviously they're dreaming and they're inside Bobby's dream. Right. But if they're inside Bobby's dream, then how does Jeremy have control over Sam? Hmm. That's what I didn't get when Jeremy's all high and mighty about he controls the dream. I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't think about that. Because obviously they're not in Jeremy's dream because Jeremy's awake. So it's not like Bobby had took some of Jeremy's stuff because obviously Jeremy was the one that tricked Bobby into having a beer and then obviously Dean to have a beer. So he would be able to jump into either of their dreams, but he had nothing of Sam's. And if they all have the same abilities within the dream, then why does Jeremy all of a sudden have a trump card? Hmm. And did he think that just Sam fell asleep and just is like so trained in dream walking that he just kind of <laughs> strolled on over into Bobby's dream without taking the African dream route? Come He's on. Like, oh, hey. He's like, I didn't think you'd see you here outside after I locked the door. Or maybe because they're both in Dean's dream, maybe you can meet other people who took the dream route in people's dreams. Because, you know, Sam, Sam took Dean's hair and is in Dean's dream. And then, obviously, Jeremy's in Dean's dream. Wow, this is such a meta dream. Oh, my God. I can't. My head hurts right now. I just also love the fact. <laughs> and how cranky Dean got after day two. Like, he's not even. It's almost like he was deaf. He couldn't even think it through. He was just screaming so loud. He was so mad. <laughs> Come on. I feel like he would be way more, like, definitely agitated and irritated, but not screaming and definitely a lot more tired yeah at which point like he should be letting sam drive i get that he doesn't necessarily like sam driving baby but safety wise bro come on yeah you're gonna wreck the car yeah and then what's gonna happen and that's your fault and you did that to baby nobody Mm -hmm. else's fault but you and sam offered and he thought he was being safe it's all on you dean i do have to say jensen when he was doing like Dean and Demon Dean, mm-hmm. like that whole interaction between that. I thought it was awesome. I got chills. I was like, his acting in this because he's it's it's two different characters, the same person but two different characters. You know, like Demon Dean was all like strong and rabble, 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 and then like 
Dean was trying to be tough, but he was still vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He had the human part of him in there. Yeah. I, I thought it was a well-acted scene. And we also get to see a little insight into Bobby. Yeah, a little bit of Bobby's background. Yeah, we find out that, you know, everybody kind of gets into hunt- hunting because they lost someone they loved. Because Bobby even says, like, you have to get into it somehow. Everybody's got their reasons. Yeah. And he find out that it was because he stabbed his wife because she was obviously possessed and he didn't know at the time how to save her. Right. Or to do anything about demons. I mean, think about it. Unless you have the knowledge of it, you just see something like that. And you're like, that's not my wife. Or we don't even know what transpired with the demon possessing her tried to kill Bobby. And Bobby literally did it in self-defense. Right. Yeah. We won't find out for a while what happened. Nope. So we literally are left with this. Okay. Yeah. Like we're just going to touch on it and then make you make you wonder what happens. And that broke my heart too when Bobby just felt like he should be killed by her because he deserved it. I know. He's like, just leave her to leave her alone with me. I deserve it. Yeah. Brought it on myself. Poor Bobby. I also could not stop singing the star shining bright <laughs> above. <laughs> After watching this episode. Yeah. And then even even then I'm just sitting there like working on work, working on my cosplay, going. no stop it stop 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 it but i thought this was a a sweet sad episode before we get into kind of a lighter yet really serious episode because mystery spot takes a turn i was gonna say like half lighter like lighter at the beginning it's lighter because you're just like okay this is kind of funny okay this is ridiculous this is oh what yeah, and then it, it does, it flips, it gets dark, and you're like, holy shit, I don't remember that part. Or like, that's how I was, but we'll talk about that. Yes, but I, I thought this was a a good, sad, introverted episode. I like how Bobby brought up um, Sam's psychic stuff. Like, we haven't talked about psychic stuff for how long now? That's true. And Like, is he still psychic thingies? Like, I don't... Maybe, maybe that is it, that there's no real trump card in the dream, but because Sam is psychic, he was able to really create dad. Because maybe. do we know, was Jeremy, like, obviously Jeremy knows for whatever reason, because he can apparently also read your mind, uh, your, your fears and like what you regret mm-hmm. to make. But my question, and this is going to get so meta, is... <laughs> Is it really Jeremy doing it or is it the African dream route? Because African dream route kind of lets you dig deeper into yourself and maybe it's facing that part of your psyche that you don't want to visit, which is obviously Bobby's first wife who he killed. Dean facing the demon side that he's going to become. Yeah. And because Sam is in Dean's dream that he doesn't really have to deal with that, but because he has his psychic abilities because of the demon blood he's able to kind of like create and control dreams maybe this episode is just so deep like (laughs) (laughs) we're getting into some real shit now yes but that's that's all i really thought about it i liked it i thought this was it's one of the episodes i forgot about yeah and i turns out i really liked i I liked it too like i said i really liked the dean talking to demon dean that whole thing and i i like that you got to see a little bit more of bobby's life even though it was a bad part of his life but you still got a little more insight into his you know character Mm -hmm. and obviously because i'm a huge freddy krueger fan this episode was definitely right down my alley because it's it's terrifying it's the the fact that i was always that i loved freddy krueger and hated freddy krueger at the same time and he was one of my favorites is that you don't escape dreaming you have to fall asleep sometime and once and you're also extremely vulnerable while you're sleeping because one you're unconscious so anything can happen to you outside of that dream Mm -hmm. in your actual waking body but you're also completely vulnerable in your dream right and now the idea that somebody can have a part of your essence and not only get in your dream but control your dream yeah Mm -mm. that's scary that's some scary ish right there no dice thank you (laughs) okay i got some tiddly bits (gasps) give me some tiddly bits i'm ready ready for the bits of tiddly ready freddy oh (laughs) see what i did i did okay i'm gonna (laughs) tell hassie's trying to climb up in my lap oh my goodness this is intense because she wants to hear the tiddly bits she she really wants to get closer to the microphone so she can hear the tiddly bits and definitely not excited drink my tea (laughs) right now 
the title of this episode is from a 1931 song with the same name that was popularized by the Mamas and Papas in 1968. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the Starburst clock made a comeback in the hotel room. Classic. Classic Starburst clock. Classic clock. Uh, in the next episode, uh, another favorite wall hanging appears, but we'll get to that. Uh, this is the only time that actress Elizabeth Merlot, play- who plays uh, Karen, Bobby's wife, uh, would play Bobby's wife because uh, when they, she was supposed to reprise her role, she was pregnant. This is visibly pregnant, so I'm guessing she was like way pregnant and was about to pop. You really can't hide that. No. Not. <laughs> Although currently Riverdale is trying to hide uh, Tony's baby belly because she's pregnant in real life. Well, yeah, I'll say, well, she just gave birth to the baby and she named him River. Oh, she. when did that happen? Did that happen this weekend? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed it. Uh, so Vanessa's a mommy. Tide swipe, or side swipe to Riverdale quick moment. Yes. Um, yeah, she apparently. A little uh, detour. Welcomed Sun River. Oh, I see his little hand. Oh. Yep, January 29th. Oh, I'm way behind. Well, I guess she just posted it, so. So no more hiding the baby belly now. No more. Uh, but I digress. Back to the tiddly bits. Okay, back to the bits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charcot-Wilbrand syndrome is a genuine medical disorder. That's what uh, Jeremy said he had. Uh, it describes dream loss following focal brain damage, which would include uh, like scalp injury, skull fracture, and surface contusions and are gen- that are generally caused by contact, like getting hit in the head with a baseball bat. Uh, but they're specifically characterized by visual agnosia, which is impairment in recognition of visually presented objects. Uh, they loss of the ability to mentally recall or revisualize images. So it doesn't generally mean that he has an inability to dream, like he said. He's like, I can't dream. Uh, rather, it is it affects your ability to remember or visualize your dreams after you wake up. Okay, so he probably has been dreaming for 15 years and just doesn't remember. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. Because I've, I, for a while, couldn't remember any of my dreams. But I also, that then it got me questioning, like, am I dreaming? Am I sleeping enough to dream? Right. Because I couldn't remember anything. And to me, I wasn't dreaming. Yeah. But I guess it happens. Yeah. I don't think I necessarily remember a lot of my dreams. I always remember snippets. It's never a full yeah. dream. Right. I am the same way. You look it up. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the original premise of this episode was to feature Jeffrey Dean Morgan's return as John Winchester, uh, appearing in Dean's dream. But Morgan was busy filming The Watchmen, uh, so the writers chose to have Dean encounter himself in the dream instead, and John was brought up in conversation. I, okay, do you, would you rather have seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Would you rather have seen Daddy Winchester? No. I wouldn't either. I like how they did it. Yeah, I like I the feel like- Dean the Dean on Dean better than you would like the Dean on Dean that's true but uh (laughs) oh you got me Liz (laughs) I know right now you can't and no thing um but no I think I think it was very I think I think they did a very good job with the Dean having to face himself because obviously he is his biggest uh obstacle right yeah and he did talk about you know his dad and everything and how he pretty much messed him up but uh yeah, I think if I think if it was him talking to John, it would be totally different. Like it wouldn't have the same impact as uh, Dean on Dean does. No, and especially now because John died, and like Dean won't let that go. Even if he did, we did the same thing. I did it to save you. You did it to save Sam. Yeah, I guess you could get away with that, but it's so much better when Dean's like, "No, I know you because I am you." Right. Uh, now let's get into the University of Westmoreland, which is not a thing. Not a thing. It's people. not? It's not a thing. What? Well, I guess I gotta go to the mail and put my application in. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a scam. Like you just. <laughs> the creative college. Yeah, you applied to the University of Westmoreland and they just took all your money. Uh, so there is a University of Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh and there is a Westmoreland County which butts up to Allegheny County where Pittsburgh is located, um, but there is no actual Westmoreland University. If anybody was wondering. You know, I was curious because that wall decal looked legit. <laughs> Those prop people did an impeccable job. Heck, yeah, they did. Oh, <laughs> uh, indeed enters the doctor's office uh, with his research assistant. Among the books stacked on the desk is The Cumulative Dream, authored by Ringrose. Oshia Ringrose was a set dresser for Supernatural from 2006 to 2015. 
I love when they do stuff like that. Me too. Just appreciate the cast and crew. Uh, Sam says that the dream route is some serious mojo. Uh, you take enough of it with practice, you can become a regular Freddy Krueger. And of course, Freddy Krueger is a fictional character from a Nightmare on Elm Street series of films created by Wes Craven and portrayed by actor Robert England. He is an undead serial killer who can attack his victims from within their own dreams. Robert England uh, would later guest star in episode, oh, he'll be in this series, uh, season six, episode 11, Appointment in Samara. I don't remember that. I don't either. But uh, I do love the fact that, so they obviously refer to Freddy in this, but I love the fact that Freddy is based in reality. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. That Wes Craven picked it. I covered that in our uh, other little podcast we had. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read an article in the LA Times about a family who escaped the killing fields in Cambodia. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, once they got to the U.S., everything was fine. And then suddenly the son was having disturbing nightmares and died in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Did it end up being some like heart uh, heart defect or something in, yes. in Asian people or the people of that um, ethnicity? Yes. It turned out there was medical reasoning behind it. But the yeah. idea of being able to, like, a nightmare right. to scare you so much that you die. Cool. I got the heebie-jeebies. Freddy Krueger. All the heebs and jeebs. All the heebs and jeebs. Uh, Sam mentions Tim Leary. I did not know this. Uh, that Timothy Leary was an American psychologist during the 60s whose research experiments involved administering psychedelic drugs to volunteers in his studies. I feel like I knew about that. Seems like a like an upstanding gentleman. Real pristine member of society. Yeah. A pillar, if you will. <laughs> no, not a pillar. <laughs> a pillar of society. God damn. If you guys listen to And That's All We Drink, that's one of my favorite late Liz got me turned on to and that's why we drank a couple years ago but that's one of their things if you're a pillar of community that's it you're like a serial killer or you're You're definitely a shady dude yeah (laughs) you're not a you're not when you're a pillar you're not a good guy no nothing good comes out of being a pillar in the community uh Dean and Sam talk about uh singing up the Wizard of Oz and the Dark Side of the Moon and Sam had no idea what Dean was talking about I remember I never did it but I remember like people in high school talking about that Oh, when you would trip listening to The Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah. Supposedly, the 1939 Victor Fleming film, The Wizard of Oz, and the Pink Floyd album, The Dark Side of the Moon, correspond to each other when played in sync. I think part of the problem is, like, to sync it up is kind of hard, I would think. No, you just teamwork. (laughs) One person hits play, one person drops a needle. And now. And if you're off, then you're like, no, goddamn, start again. Damn it. Uh, Watching the two together, often under the influence of drugs. But maybe that's why I didn't do it. I was never under the influence. Yeah. It didn't have the same effect, I guess. Pro- I guess. And I mean, I haven't tried it either way. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I have nothing to compare it to. It's something many people do in college. Uh, there has been much debate as to whether or not the two work synced up and whether it was intentional on the part of Pink Floyd. Uh, the process of watching the film with the Pink Floyd album is called Dark Side of the Rainbow. In reference to the famous song from the movie Over the Rainbow. And the rainbow. Oh, there's a rainbow on their album cover. Yes, it comes out of the prism. Do you like that um, I read it and then I get excited like I'd never read it before? <laughs> because I yes. read it. And now I'm rereading it. And I'm like, oh, look at that. What? A, it's a tiddly bit for me, too. I love Pink Floyd. And if you have never watched um, Another Brick in the Wall, oh, that movie is so fucking weird. You don't even need to be high and you'll feel like you're high. It's fucking crazy. I remember going to the um, laser light show down at the Omnimax at the Science Center. They had a Pink Floyd laser light show. Mm-hmm, midnight. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Eric Kripke revealed that Dean and Sam's dreams were supposed to, to contrast each other. Sam dreaming of having sex with Bella was to show that below his soft exterior, Sam was basically a quote-unquote horn dog. So under his soft exterior, Liz, he was hard. <laughs> Oh my, but at the same time, he's like, what, a late, mid 20-year-old boy? Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, mid-20s. Dean's dream, on the other hand, was to show Dean's soft desire of wanting to live a normal life with Lisa, which we we discussed. When Sam leaves the house in Bobby's dream world, he encounters a color-saturated bright world in complete contrast to Supernatural's usual color filter. Uh, The same saturated and bright colors are often used in Dean's wish first in episode 221 what is and what should never be and even the color of the flowers the yellow and red tulips are the same invoking an idyll of peace and quiet 
Interesting. I thought it was jarring to go from the dark the darkness of Bobby's house to the outside. I did too. I was like, I need to put sunglasses on. That and blue house, that house. Yes. white. Yes, with the white trim. Ooh, no. Yeah. Uh, the normal filter is also absent later in the series during season four, episode 17. It's a terrible life when Sam and Dean are living alternate lives arranged by Zachariah. A little preview tilly bit there. Uh, Sarah Gamble reviewed in several interviews that the basic idea behind this episode has been around for quite a while and that she originally conceived it with fellow co-writer Rael Tucker, who left this, uh, this series at the end of season two. So this episode was in the bag for a bit. In October 2007, it was announced in an article that the episode would feature the character Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Eric Kripke said, We have Jason from Friday the 13th, the character with the hockey mask. He shows up in episode 10. We have cleared the rights to actually use Jason. We have a twist on it, so it's not really Jason, but uh, we have found an interesting way to bring him in. So Sam and Dean fight Jason from Friday the 13th. In our world, it's a pretty cool guest star. Uh, well, that actually never happened. Later statements clarified that it wouldn't be Jason, uh, but a character in a hockey mask, and it was announced that the copyright issues and possibly the re- release of a new movie in the franchise meant that the character wouldn't appear. I love that episode, too. Yeah. The slasher episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. And my last bit of tittle. At the uh, Creation Con in Chicago in November 2008, Jared and Jensen related the following anecdote. Jim was lying in a hospital bed, trying to deliver his lines to Jensen and Jared, and just off camera, Jared was was trying to make him mess up by playing with his toes while he was laying there. (laughs) (laughs) Jensen said, could you see uh, Jared just playing with Jim Beaver's toes? Like, I could see him laughing, giggling like a little girl doing it. Are you kidding me? Yes, I could totally see it. I mean, no, but like, can you like, yeah, okay. Uh, Jensen is, said Jared was playing this little piggy went to the market. No. <laughs> Despite the distraction from Jared, Jensen said uh, Jim delivered his lines perfectly. And then as soon as the camera stopped, yelled, what's wrong with you <laughs> to Jared? Jared said that uh, Jim has toes of steel. Very impressed that he could continue and that Jared would have to step up his game, I guess, to try to make him crack. Oh, my God. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's one way to feel out the work you're going to have to put in. Um, so this, we're going to just segue over to, uh, science class. Oh, I like science class. Segue away. And we are going to talk about Selene Compensis, also known as African Dream Herb, or Ubulawu, also goes by African Dream Root, or Zahosa Dream Herb. So that's a real deal thing. It is a real thing. It is part of the, the Karyophily uh, Fallacia, the Caryophyllacea family of flowering plants. It's grown in South Africa, but some red and white versions are found across Europe. It's a white flower with a very fragrant, hypnotizing aroma that ap- that only opens at night. And it has been known to cause vivid dreams or enhance your dreams. According to a 2013 study, which attempted to find the physiological mechanisms behind the dreamer's ability to induce a uh, dreamlike state it really didn't find too much, but it did manage to provide a pretty feasible hypothesis that saponoids in the actual plant are the real effect or where it comes from. Um, this would actually class the African dream root as an ACHEL inhibitor, putting it in the same category as galantamine and hyperzine A, both of which have become popular commercial remedies uh to induce lucid dreaming now i did mention that it's called the zahosa dream herb and that's because it is deeply embedded into the zahosa culture um, because in that culture dreams are seen as gifts or messages from your ancestors so in these dreams you want to be able to communicate clearly and remember them um and your ancestors while in these dreams are generally characterized as uh, drifting white winds or ghosts uh, and they actually are supposed to enter your dreams to uh, offer healing guidance or knowledge to the descendants about the family or the future. And where I was describing it as a white flower, as the other nickname gives its um, knowledge, is that it's not really okay to call it an herb because all of the psychoactive components are contained in the roots, which is why it's called the African dream root. Now, the dream root in Zahosa culture is actually part of a lot of ceremonies, such as the mortuary ritual. 
in in the mortuary ritual an ox is rubbed with frothy saline compenses mixtures and then slaughtered before being sprinkled with bile from its own gallbladder what (laughs) uh before tucking into the ox uh the isahosa have an entree of frothy dream root mixture uh certain other ceremonies include a three-day event during a full moon in which uh it initiates with people consuming and also washing themselves in the mixture. Oh. Um, during the three-day seclusion, uh, it is very common to not eat meat, uh, consume alcohol, or have sex. You don't do those things. You don't do those things. And okay. the result, supposedly, of this three-day ceremony is just a complete marathon of uh, symbolic dreams. I don't know um, if I would like that. The African dream root is also used by Zahosa shaman as a healing agent. And as a healing agent, it includes the treatment of mental disturbances and also the improvement of memory. And apparently the dream root can make you throw up, uh, which is considered a mental and physical purging. So if you throw up while drinking this frothy mixture of African dream root, uh, then it's seen as you having to purge something mentally and physically oh okay not that it just didn't agree with you you're you're purging yes so it's like your body not that your body couldn't take it or that it was like having some serious like right. side effects in your stomach no it's that you needed to purge yourself what if you had like an allergic reaction and everybody's like oh he's just purging it's fine now whereas this episode kind of showed them literally drinking the african dream root with the hair uh and <laughs> not even realizing they fell asleep I just purged when you said hair. <laughs> um, there are some symptoms that could happen if you take selenium capensis, uh, one of which includes uh, a report that came from somebody who tried it, who believed they saw wavy lines of light in the air for about 20 minutes after consuming it before falling asleep. And apparently going into the dream world is kind of compared to going underwater. Oh, I don't know if I like that either. No? No, I don't like being underwater. Uh, so not only does it give you vivid dreams, but it also gives you the ability to remember your dreams, which is probably why Jeremy was like, oh, this is so amazing. It wasn't the fact that he wasn't having dreams, but in this, thanks to the Selenium Compensus, was able to remember the dreams he was having. But do you want to remember the dreams where you're killing people? Maybe. I mean, it depends on, I guess, who you are. Uh, yes. <laughs> Now, another effect of the root could be that your dreams are more colorful than usual, and in which case it become extremely vivid, uh, so kind of very saturated. And not everybody, but there were some people in a study that said that they felt like they had the ability to control the outcome of the dream. Oh, that's interesting. And that right after waking up, they were able to report vivid memory of everything that they dreamt. So there are several ways to actually <laughs> ingest the African dream root. If you want to do this, that's on you, but I highly suggest you don't. So we're, we're not condoning drinking African dream root. Basically, here's the method used by the Zahosa people, and it includes about 200 to 250 milligrams of African dream root. Um, and that, which is dried, is then pulverized into a dust, and then it's dropped into a half cup of water, which can either be warm or cold, and stirred until a thick foam is formed on top. Uh, And it takes apparently a really long time to get the foam to form on top. It's not like like a diuretic you just put in. You're like, woo, it dissolved. Yay. (laughs) Woohoo, diuretic. Some people say that you can, I guess, put it in a mason jar and shake it and it'll go faster. What if you have like one of those little frothy spoony things? Would that make it go faster? Well, here's the the kicker. So you don't actually drink the drink. Oh. Do I want to know what you do with it? Um. What you do is once you get that thick foam, you use a spoon to scoop it out or suck it through a straw and ingest only the foam. Oh. And apparently you keep going until you feel bloated. I feel like that would be a lot of foam. And uh, they say that the that the tea method is uh, best done in the morning before breakfast. I don't know why. Um, I guess because you're like on an empty stomach. Or you can just chew on the root itself, but that has less of a an effect. Does it knock you out like the in the show? Like if you're drinking this shit in the morning, are you gonna like automatically fall asleep? Uh so that is the Zahosa way of doing it, right? Okay. So there are Western versions too. Uh one of which is generally higher qualities needed. So it, you can actually make the powder into a capsule. 
and take the capsule and you take the capsule 30 minutes before you intend to sleep, such as like melatonin like you normally would. Okay. Um, and apparently in this form, the root is known to have relaxation effects, much like melatonin. And the uh, last final way to prepare it is what is called dream tea. And this is more of instead of, which is probably what they made because it's kind of looked like this. Uh, so it includes four ingredients, which are cinnamon, ground ginger, honey, or sugar, um, and two centimeters of the root. Do you have to sit there with your roller? I guess. Uh, and you're supposed to grind up the dream root, then mix it with ginger and cinnamon, then place that into a cup of boiling water and stir. Then while stirring, you add your sweetener of choice and let it sit for two minutes. Then you can add milk or cream to improve the tastes, but it won't alter the effects. That's nice. That, that's another thing I forgot to talk about when we were talking about the episode. Uh, how did Sam brew the tea while they were in the Impala? Uh, maybe he used the lighter to like warm a cantina. <laughs> he already had some in a mason jar already ready to go. Just put Dean's hair in it, his thermos. Um, now, there are some warnings uh, that says... Because it's not backed by factual research, um, it is said that effects can become permanent if you ingest the root for three months straight. So if you are unsure if you're already feeling effects, after two months, they tell you to take a break and then come back later, but not to continue. Take a root break. Take a root break. You know, classic root break. <laughs> classic. I mean, we've all been there. Now, this, this root, like I said, is very potent and is better left dried so obviously you don't want to use it once it's fresh you want to leave it out to air dry and then use it to do however you want to make it however this can make you sick how sick like you guys you throw off for a couple hours ow oh no thank you no thank you yeah um now if you are not sold <laughs> on selenium selenium capensis or african dream root there are eight other mystical herbs and psychedelics for lucid dreaming i feel like that's a lot um one is known as the mexican dream herb <laughs> african dream herb or the kalea <laughs> zacatechichi <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> uh okay <laughs> uh this is supposedly one of the best known dream herbs and it comes from the contra uh, the chantal indians of mexico um, which is known for using it for lucid dreaming. The fresher the herb, the better, and can be consumed in tea. However, the flavor can be bitter. Or by smoking the dried leaves. And uh, they say that if you do a combination of smoking and drinking an infusion of the herb before you fall asleep, while setting an intention and focusing on your heartbeat, leads to the, I dream the ideal conditions for spiritual journeying. That's deep. Um, and they say that you can find yourself feeling a sense of well-being and lightheadedness and clarity after you use it. Um, another one is mugwort. I've heard of that. Um, and that actually has been used by many cultures for prophetic dreaming of trying to see the future of commuting with your ancestors. Um, it's Paiute name actually literally translates to dream plant. And they say that the herb can be smoked directly into the lungs or burned as an incense in the afternoon, uh, which will lead to lucid dreaming. Drinking the Tea actually is a calming effect and actually cleanses the liver um, so that you may sleep longer in a conscious dream state, getting that REM sleep. It also helps apparently you heal while dreaming because it's cleaning out your liver and resetting yourself. However, certain people who have used mugwort as a dream agent have found themselves having darker dreams that reveal hidden insights and core wounds to themselves, which would be like that Dean versus Dean, um, eventually helping themselves to find closure. Now, um, apart from prophetic dreams, it also helps magnify the brilliance of your dreams, so that vivid coloring and overall duration of your sleep. So you're going to sleep longer, be able to get to that REM. It also helps aid in relieving menstrual pain, joint pains, and headaches. Then there's the blue lotus, Nymphaea Karulia. And the blue lotus comes from Egypt. Egypt. Um, and was used as a... <laughs> that was like... Sorry, that was like Egypt in Egypt <laughs> combined into one word. <laughs> um, well, this, the crazy part is so this blue lotus, as per its name, is actually a water lily that has no connection to lotus flowers. And oh. Nymphaea was actually used in ancient Egypt as a mild sedative. 
but now is used by herbalists to treat insomnia, which can also lead to lucid dreaming. Then there's the asparagus racemosus, or Tianmendong, and it is the it is known as the wild asparagus root in English, or the shatwari in Ayurvedic medicine. And the Chinese word for it, which is the Tianmendong, translates to heavenly spirit herb because it's cherished by shamans, monks, and yogis for a heart opening effect. And if you've ever done yoga, it's all about opening the heart region and Oh, okay. I was like, what's a yogi? Like yogi bear? <laughs> yes. I don't know what that means. I get it. Okay. <laughs> um now Chinese Taoist monks place so much value on their dream work and to be able to have these prophetic dreams um, that they nicknamed the wild asparagus, the flying herb, and they found it effective to help one fly through the universe at night, achieving magnificent dreams and moving with the spirit around the dream world. Um, now, the Tiamandong not only induces relaxation and stress relief, but also is an antidepressant and helps kind of like. I guess is the closest to controlling your dreams because if you take this, you're more likely to have a flying dream. Flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's the Antada Reidi or the African dream bean. The African dream bean. African dream bean. You heard me right. This is used in traditional African medicine to induce vivid lucid dreaming and enable communication with the spirit world. Um, apparently, by taking the African dream bean, it actually gives you entry into the dream world and promotes increased REM awareness. So you know that you're dreaming. So it's not like you're in there and you're just living your best dream life. You're in there going, okay, I'm dreaming. This isn't real. Oh, and you're able okay. to take control that way, which then can give them a better chance at lucid dreaming. Now the Antada, the African dream bean, contains active compounds, essential oils, and alkaloids. And not the whole bean is generally consumed, but the inner part of the seed is consumed directly, or it is chopped, dried, mixed with other herbs, and smoked just before sleep. There's a lot of smoking going on. Yes. Um, now there's also the Hemia salicifolia, or the sun opener, um, and it was called this by the Aztecs and is actually still used by Mexican shamans as trance divination. It is highly regarded as sacred, so because it enables vivid recollection of past distant events. So this herb kind of helps you get in touch with what you believe to be past lives, if that makes sense. Yes. Now, one way of consuming this is actually fermenting it, knowing that the sun or the, the knowledge of the sun is embedded into it, creating it, uh, making it the elixir of the sun. Tying it back to the sun opener. But everything's pretty much all natural. I guess it just depends on what you want to do with your dreams. <laughs> do you want to fly? Or do you want to know you're dreaming? No one knows. <laughs> but uh, in case you're curious... I will quickly cite my sources. I used healthline.com, worldoflucidreaming.com, Zemnesia, seleniacompensis.org, lonerwolf.com. And to leave you off with a quick thing, I because I, it doesn't really tell you anything about this herb being used. like Because you know Supernatural, we found out that they do trust and are true to some parts of it, but then they obviously expand and get creative. So this, right. they were like, okay, you can definitely lucid dream but dream walking. So dream walking is having the ability to travel between different dreams and they can either be yours, others dreams, or even other planes of existence. Ooh. And while you are dream walking, you are conscious of what is going on and you're able to remember the dream even after you wake up. Now it's not the same as lucid dreaming. They're similar, but they're not the same. They're similar in that they you're both, you're aware of what's happening around you. Like, you know that you're in a dream, both uh -huh. with lucid and dreamwalking. However, in dreamwalking, you can travel in dreams. In this one, in lucid dreaming, you don't travel into dreams. But I didn't want to go too much into dreamwalking. I want to talk more about the herb. The herb. The herb, the herb. I, I also forgot when we were talking about the episode itself, they were so quick to do this shit, too. He's like, we have to take drink this tea. And they're both like, okay, we'll do it. Like, it wasn't a weird thing they had heard. They were just, like, down to do it right away. It wasn't yeah, they even, didn't... like, back and forth about it. Like, Sam wasn't like, maybe we shouldn't do it. You know, that could be a bad idea. They were like, let's go. How do we find it? I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah. 
You don't have to ask me twice. In case you're curious what dreamwalking versus lucid dreaming was, this one kind of combines both. I don't think I want to do either. No? No. How rude. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed learning about them. I just don't think I, mean, that I want to do that. I think, I think it helps if you're lucid dreaming or whatever to like, I don't know, if you're prone to nightmares, I feel like this is a good thing because then you are conscious of that you're in a dream. Okay. Whereas normally in dreaming, you're not like, this is a dream. Everything's fine. This isn't real. Right. No, you're like scared. You're shitless. in it to wit it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can get that. But that's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. That's all I got too. Woohoo! So that's a wrap on season three, episode 10, Dream a Little Dream of Me. Our next episode we will be entering for Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, season three, episode 11, Mystery Spot. Mystery Spot. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, Hunter Happy Hour, February 11th, 7 p.m., Eastern time. You don't need to make the cocktail to join. You can just join if you want to listen or talk. We pretty much kind of talk about everything and anything. If there's anything you specifically want us to talk about or research or bring to the table, please message us so that we can have and work on it and have it ready for you. Yeah. Otherwise, we hope to see you there. And the cocktail recipe, the heat of the moment, is uh, posted on Instagram and Twitter. Easily accessible. And there's enough time for you to get it. And it involves tequila. And you don't need to get yourself a bottle of tequila. You can get yourself a little plain-sized bottle of tequila. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you just need a little one-shotter, I would think. Yeah, if you really want to get in on it. And this could be the potential to be a great cocktail for you to make that special someone in your life on Valentine's Day. All right, guys. So thanks for listening to us. Share us. um, Talk to us on Twitter, Instagram anywhere um and we'll see you back here same supernatural time same supernatural <laughs> station <laughs> okay bye bye you've been listening to balls a supernatural podcast with lizzie and missy if you want more follow on twitter and instagram at SBN balls pod or email SBN balls pod at gmail.com be sure to subscribe and follow balls on your favorite streaming service